Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents. Our next Reddit post is from Dark Soul. My boyfriend just told me this story and I thought it belonged here. When my boyfriend was 14, he was living with his mom and sister on a housing estate. It was summer and he liked a bit of light in his upstairs bedroom so he left the curtains open at all times. That included when he was getting dressed and after having a shower. So if you purposefully stared at his window, you could only see him from his waist up. Well, their neighbor didn't like that one bit. She went pounding on their door, yelling at my mother-in-law that their son was a disgrace, hanging around always naked and exposing himself to her daughter, who was the same age as him. My mother-in-law told her that he had every right to do whatever he wanted in his bedroom, and that if they didn't want to see him, all they needed to do was not look. A couple of days went by, and (laughs) lo and behold, the police showed up at their door. Turns out, the neighbor had been filming and taking pictures of my boyfriend to show to the housing people as evidence of his wrongdoing to get them kicked out. Except that the housing office called the police on her for taking pictures and video of an underage kid and kicked her and her family out. So, (laughs) this lady walked into her landlord's office, showed them video of an underage naked kid and was like, Look at these highly illegal activities. Isn't this just disgusting? I've read stories about some really dumb people on Reddit before, but I think this one takes the cake. Our next Reddit post is from Terrific Moose. In healthcare, one of the most difficult things to deal with are the family members of patients. They're understandably angry, upset, grieving, devastated, and often feel helpless. Most of the time I try to understand this and not get too annoyed when family causes problems. But these parents were on another level. One of my patients was an 18-year-old woman who had a pelvic infection. She got very sick and required a moderate stay in the hospital. She was a dream patient, open, honest, and generally a lovely person. Her parents were none of these things. Every single day they would come in and start demanding this, that, or the other thing from the nurses on the wards. They wanted an extra bed in the room so the mother could stay overnight. Honestly, in the times of this virus, you're lucky you're even allowed to visit, and many places it's no visitors allowed. So you can't stay overnight. They were rude to the student nurse who was doing the daughter's OBS to the point that the charge nurse moved the student nurse to a different set of patients to get her away from them. But when the doctors were around, they were the sweetest people you ever met. Right up until we were out of sight, or we said no to one of their requests. They were disruptive, loud, and just generally obnoxious people. Thankfully, their daughter was aware of their sucky behavior and had informed us that she didn't want them to be told anything about her condition unless she approved it. She's a legal adult, so she's entitled to her privacy. This wasn't a huge issue to begin with, as she shared most of the details with them. But when her mother googled pelvic infections and discovered that, Sometimes they can be caused by sexually transmitted infections. Dramatic music intensifies. As far as she was concerned, we had screwed up and gotten the diagnosis wrong. Because there was no way that there was even a possibility that her angel had even thought about passionately hugging with a boy. They demanded to see her daughter's medical records so they could prove that we were lying about the infection. Politely telling them to screw off was the highlight of my week. Unfortunately, that wasn't the end of it. They came in the next day with legal papers trying to demand we hand over the medical records. It turns out they lied to the lawyer because the papers were for a minor still under guardianship of the parents, not a grown woman. They then threatened to sue each of us individually. 
This isn't America. You can't just sue doctors randomly. They then tried to get some crackpot alternative doctor in to check her hymen. Thankfully, the daughter screamed bloody murder when the guy tried to examine her, which resulted in me getting to watch security escort and trespass a lot of them off the premises. I honestly hope she presses charges for that. <laughs> so, these parents hired some guy to check her hymen? What, did they get this guy off a of Craigslist? Yeah, so, <clears throat> I'm the professional vagina inspector. I'm here for your routine inspection, <laughs> so spread your legs. Thanks, that'll be a thousand dollars, please. Our next Reddit post is from Lucky Farms Living. A few years ago, I was living in Vegas, and an entitled mother literally wheeled me away from my family. I have a number of health issues, and after a few botched surgeries and neurological damage, I was bedridden. I never left my house or bed except for doctor's appointments. I hadn't been outside at all for over two and a half years. I'd worked really hard on my daily physical therapy, and my balance had greatly improved. My family came out for a visit, and I was so excited to surprise them with my improvements. I could stand and walk, and I was actually wearing pants. To celebrate, I wanted to go see the fountains at the Bellagio. For most people, this is a nice outing, but for me, this was years in the making. I was nervous, and I might get exhausted and lost in the fast-moving crowd, so we had to bring my wheelchair. We knew the schedule for the fountains, and we arrived super early to secure a spot in front where I could see from my chair. It was such an important moment for all of us. We lined up by the fence, and no sooner did the show start that I felt this jerking on my wheelchair. I thought, maybe someone had tripped on me, and I immediately looked up to apologize. I was pretty self-conscious and ashamed of being out in a wheelchair in such a big crowd. When I glance up to apologize, I see this woman with a small child on her hip using one hand to literally pull me away from the fence. Because she was only using one hand, she spun me completely around to face the street. I was stunned. I could hear everyone reacting to the fountain show, and here I was looking dumb awkwardly facing a bunch of strangers. I yelled for my husband, but he couldn't hear me over the noise. I looked behind me, and this woman had plopped her child up on the guardrail. She never made eye contact with me, never said one word to me, and had treated me like a piece of luggage. I tried to stand up, but the people around me had crowded me so much that I didn't have room to push my chair back enough. I desperately looked around at the strangers in front of me, hoping someone had seen what had happened and would help. It then dawned on me that this was a huge family and friend group. They all began nudging me aside, further and further away from my family. It all happened so fast. I found myself pushed to the walking area where people who weren't stopping to watch the fountain show were quickly trying to walk past. People couldn't see me through the crowd and were stumbling over and past me. I couldn't see my family anymore and I was trying hard to push myself up and out of the chair the way my physical therapist had taught me. I feel someone grabbing my chair again and I panicked. I start yelling, no, please, no, and then I realized that it was my husband. He had glanced a check on me to take a picture of me being out for the first time and I was gone. He had to fight his way through the crowd, the same family group, to find me. I burst into tears. I don't know why, but it was like all the trauma from the last few years hit me all at once. I told him they'd push me away, and after putting it together, my husband was pissed. He turned to this group of people and demanded to know who had pushed me away. By this time, the fountain show was pretty much over. The group initially just ignored my husband like they had me, until I pointed out the woman with her child as the culprit. My family confronted her, nicely I might add, and tried to explain why a wheelchair is an extension of a person, etc. 
At first, she pretended like she didn't speak English. But I'd heard them talking amongst themselves in English when they pushed me into a walking area and I told my husband as much. She then gave up on that act and told my family about how I was in their way and probably couldn't see anyway. And the man with her claimed in a raised voice that, In our country, people don't take their shameful family members out in public. To which my husband responded, If that were true, none of you would be here. I was maybe even more shocked by his last sentence than being wheeled away. I managed the courage to tell the guy that what he said was BS and that I'm sure people in your country are actually kind and would be proud if I was their daughter. I remember the exact words I said because I later was very proud that I stood up to them. The group sort of collectively scoffed, spoke to one another quickly in what I think was Hindi and slowly walked away as if nothing happened. We didn't stay for the next show because I just wanted to go home. I don't know which is worse, pushing a disabled person in a wheelchair out of your way or wrongly painting your countrymen as prejudiced. OP, what you ought to do is install those spinning blades on your wheels kind of like they have in Mad Max, so the next time this happens you can just mow them down. Our next Reddit post is from Serene Chaos. Recently, my sister and her husband came to really like Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. I crochet and I made them a Baby Yoda, something my four-year-old niece liked as well. I ended up making another Baby Yoda in purple, my niece's favorite color, specifically for her. Yesterday I was babysitting my niece and we went to Walmart to pick up some snacks and ingredients for dinner. My niece insisted on bringing her Baby Yoda with us. It happened fast while I was picking through bags of spinach. My niece, who was in the shopping cart, began screaming and crying. Despite not having any children yet, I'm more than a little of a mama bear and instantly abandoned the spinach to check on her. My niece was halfway off the card, still screaming, pointing at a woman who was walking away with a very familiar purple baby Yoda in her cards, heading towards the registers. I picked up my niece and stormed after this woman, abandoning my shopping cart as she turned into a register. She had put her things on the checkout conveyor belt when I got there with most of her things already scanned, and she was trying to discuss prices for the baby Yoda. It's not in the best shape and the price indicated was $12.99. Could you give me a discount? I marched over, my sobbing niece in arm, and snatched the baby Yoda from the surprise clerk who was checking for a tag. The entitled woman screeched as she grabbed at the toy as well. How dare you! I'm buying this for my daughter. She loves purple and those other ones are all green. This belongs to my niece. I made it for her, I snarled. Liar, you're just angry I got to it first. A manager must have been attracted by our shouting because he approached with a less than pleased look on his face. Is something wrong here? The entitled woman pointed at me with her free hand. This woman is trying to take this doll I'm trying to buy for my daughter. I was still trying to keep a grip on the baby Yoda. I told you I made this. I doubt the Yodas sold here are made from yarn. The manager called security after a moment of trying to mediate and I was forced to let go of the Yoda to talk to the guard. Luckily, I like to take pictures of my products when I finish them. So it only took a moment for me to pull out my phone and bring up a picture of the baby Yoda when I'd finished it. We both turned back to the cash register and my niece began to cry again when we saw the woman was gone and the manager approached us with a hard look. I realize that those toys are very popular, but you shouldn't try to steal one of a specific color from someone. I held up my phone with the picture displayed and saw the man's face drain of color when he saw the toy in an environment that was very much not the store, but the damage was already done. He had sold my niece's toy to the entitled woman and she'd left. Needless to say, I'm never going back to that Walmart and my niece is still upset about her purple baby Yoda being stolen. 
I'm making another one for her currently, one that'll have her name stitched to the back so this will never happen again. That was very un-Jedi-like of that Karen. Only a Sith would steal from a child. Our next Reddit post is from Madarin. My niece had to move back in with her mother after the lockdown started. She lost her job, and all her classes were online. Her lease was month to month, so she didn't have to worry about breaking her lease. Recently, the schools reopened, and she started attending classes again. The problem is that her apartment, which was walking distance from the university, has now been rented out. Parking in the area sucks, and it's an hour one way from her mother's house on public transit. I'll also mention that my niece is incredibly spoiled, and is taking classes for a degree with no practical benefits. By this, I mean that they will in no way help her with a career path, nor are they necessary courses for further education. I got a call from my sister asking if my niece could live with me because I live alone in a two-bedroom house and I'm a 15-minute bus trip from her university. I said no for several reasons. One, I work nights and need to sleep during the day. My niece is a very loud young woman and doesn't understand the concept of an indoor voice. Last time she stayed in the same home as me, I was sleep-deprived because of her practically yelling on her phone, and it affected how I did my job, resulting in a write-up. Two, my niece is also a very messy person. I helped her the last time she moved, and the memory makes me shudder. Some of the unwashed dishes in the sink were tossed because they were beyond cleaning. She tried to just sit on random stuff and text her friends and scroll TikTok. I had to take her phone and lock it in the glove box of the U-Haul we rented to get her butt moving to help. My sister still calls me a B-word for doing this. 3. While I may have a two-bedroom home, the second room is my office slash workroom. I've been in the process of making wire wrap necklaces to sell online for extra income, and I need the area as a workspace. It's also my library, for lack of a better word. I keep my book collection in there, and a comfy old recliner for reading in. 4. My niece is allergic to cats, and I have three. My sister seems to think that I can keep them all either in my bedroom or locked up in the basement for the school year. F that! 5. And this is the big one. My older sister is under the belief that my niece wouldn't have to help out with household expenses or be expected to cook for herself. She also thinks that my niece shouldn't have to get a job while in school to focus on her studies. She tried to pull the we're family and she'd help each other out card, but that didn't count for anything when my step-siblings nearly made me homeless after my stepdad died and gave me 30 days to find a new place for me and my dog. And dog-friendly buildings where I live are hard to find. The only way that I would agree for my niece to live with me is if she would give me $250 a month to help cover utilities and part of the internet. I figure that's a steal considering a cheap place around our school is more than double or even triple that plus utilities, and she could use the garage for her car for free. But I would expect her to buy her own food and clean up after herself, like doing her own laundry, keeping her room clean, and putting her dishes at least in the sink, if not the dishwasher. I wouldn't expect her to cut the grass or shovel snow. The thought of even asking her to do this already gives me a headache. Now I'm getting texts from both of my sisters telling me that I'm a horrible person and should open my home to this. That it's unreasonable to expect a 19-year-old to spend two hours on the bus every day and yada yada. Part of me feels guilty because I could move my office and workspace down to the basement, which can't be a living space due to the lack of windows, but I can't afford the expense of a second person in my home without them chipping in for bills. Nor will I lock my cats away in their own home. OP, I don't understand why your sisters are having a problem with your offer. 
$250 rent, only one roommate, and that roommate does all the yard work for me? Man, when I was going to college, I would have taken that in a heartbeat. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, then check out my Patreon where I publish extra podcast episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.